Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryback Show Live. I am the big guy Ryback. Thank you for joining me. Everybody out there, IG, TikTok, the big guy Ryback22, live streaming the show over there. Appreciate all the love and support, TikTok. We've got a massive following over there. Shows listen to it, like I said. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anywhere where, you know, 45, 50, all the way up to 75, 80, 90,000 people check out the lives on the Ryback show on there. So it's greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated for all the love and support over there. We're on Ryback TV here on YouTube. Super chats are brought up on the screen, answering your questions, health, fitness, supplementation, life, just mindset, pro wrestling, whatever your questions are, the big guy will do his best to answer them to the best of his ability. Since I'm now speaking in the third person, the big guy says, uh, also on Twitch at Ryback Rules and Twitter at Ryback. This show, this podcast is available on all podcast platforms. iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. If you could take a minute to swing over there and leave a uh, leave a nice review, it's always much, much appreciated. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. It's your choice. Though. The uh, I got uh, a message from uh, Fireside Chat owned by Mark Cuban uh, and their co-founder, her name is Fallon, reached out. Uh, and you remember what I was, I wanted to do with the show with it being an interactive show and doing questions here on Ryback TV and, and try to, I'll take some from the socials occasionally, but mostly off of Ryback TV here is that some on Twitch as well that I could see those pull up on the screen with that, but that the fireside is it's connected to YouTube, uh, and it's, it's for interactive shows just like this. So they they asked me to create an account and they're getting me approved because they're only allowing and they're already up and running, but they're only allowing limited creators. And she just mentioned, she goes, we're aware of everything that's going on with you. And we think this would be very beneficial. There'll be no suppression. There'll be no restrictions. And they will they will help promote the show getting up over there. Uh, and so I will just simply be adding another another avenue uh, to, to broadcast the show but you guys will be able to get that once it's all set up and ready here uh and i'll be able to literally bring you onto the show and people will be able to listen to you on youtube and everything because it's connected to that so and as well as do the the super chats and the questions off of youtube as well so i'm just waiting they're literally this just all happened this week and uh i'm waiting for them to approve the me as a creator and I've already got the account made, and, and we will be implementing the Ryback sh uh, show through that platform uh, sooner rather than later. So stay tuned for all of that. This show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line. 
sweetened with stevia and monk fruit, no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors, like almost all the other companies use that are not good for you, that do not belong in the human body. You want the ingredients, you want more ingredients without the harmful ingredients. And that is exactly what Feed Me More Nutrition gives you, premium supplements for men and women, vegan-friendly, on feedmemore.com. Save 20% with discount show, discount code, Ryback Show 20. That's Ryback Show 20, Ryback Show 20 at checkout to save 20% on feedmemore.com. All right, what's going on? We've got a lot going on this week. Busy week. I've got uh, the air conditioner seems to uh, upstairs once again. The, uh, it's crazy. I had that issue a couple months ago. And had the technicians come out, and I had to have two technicians come out because the first one didn't do the job right. And uh, it is what it is. And uh, but then I got my units cleaned as well. And now I mysteriously have a refrigerant leak, most likely, as the air upstairs is cold, cool, but not cold. And it is getting hot in Vegas. And I noticed it last night. And uh, it is and tonight's today is actually supposed to be cooler, which is good. But I'm getting it fixed because the next, the following day is supposed to be hot again or the next couple of days after today. So that's always fun. Uh, we'll see. Because those things aren't supposed to get low on refrigerant. So based off what I know, which is limited on ACs, it's most likely a leak. And I'm just, I, I've learned from now on, when I have people do work, I am going to watch over them like a hawk. I am going to stand right above them. And I'm going to make sure they do only what they are supposed to do. Because I live in a, in a like I've been to this house, it's new, essentially, new-ish, where that those issues uh, should not be happening. And not to say that they can't, but it's odd that I get every, the units cleaned and then then just the, the mysterious leak all of a sudden. So my radar is up. And uh, I will be I will be out there watching them, making sure that gets fixed. That's later on today, though. So that's why we're doing early broadcasts because they're coming out between four and six. So I'm uh, we're streaming early. I got to go right get my this is a decaf. I got to go get my regular coffee, and then I'll head right to the gym today to get a big uh, big shoulder ab workout. What else we got? Shoulders, abs, conditioning, traps. We've got we've got a big day of, of weights ahead, and uh, and then more feed me more nutrition work. So. Let me see. Let's get to some questions. We don't get air conditioning in the UK. I'm roasting. I don't know where. You know what? And the I've stayed in a hotel over there or hotels, and I remember there was no AC. And I remember uh, it, it was one of them. It was this was when I was doing Independence, and I remember it wasn't horribly hot out, but it was enough to where I wanted the AC on, and I just remember going, oh. This sucks, <laughs> especially at night. I like to like to have it nice and cool at night when you sleep. That's why I woke up multiple times last night, and I'm like, "Am I overheating, or is something going on here?" And it wasn't. It was just it was just a few degrees off, just a few degrees, and I and I and I knew something was wrong. And I sure enough, I got up and looked, and I go, "That's not good." The I like to keep the air on 76 at night upstairs. That's perfect for me. I sleep like a baby. And it was at 80, 81, and I go, yeah. But the air was blowing out cool still, so that's a good sign. 
as far as it's not blowing out hot air, but the, the refrigerant it's going to at some point. So let's see, let's get to some questions here. Uh, all right, Richard, this seems to be a popular popular uh, topic I've seen for the week. What are your thoughts on Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out of Raw? Um, well, one, I don't really, so what I could tell you from my experience, one, it's none of my business. It's nobody's business, even though you might think it's your business. One, who knows if it's legit? Who knows if it is? I've told you guys years ago on this show, the best thing WWE could do is manipulate the dirt sheet writers with with things that don't happen, but they make people believe are a thing. And that will that would be the way to work this this genre of people in dirt sheet writers that are constantly trying to ruin everything and right. And so so I always believe that, that that's always the possibility uh with anything. And I don't care what anyone says. I think that would be I think they should do that. You can't obviously do it all the time, but I think you should do it more and which would then make these people have to really, really, really actually be real journalists at some point in time with everything. Uh, two, I will tell you, is that in my experience, it is never uh, one isolated incident that usually if that is so say this is hypothetically speaking, that this is 100 percent true and, and, and they left based off what everyone thinks they knows or no. Uh, is usually it's not one incident and it's usually a culmination of many different things going on, which can vary from talent to talent, from creative to backstage things, which me was legal stuff, which was mixed in with creative. Like there are a lot of different things that can factor in to somebody saying enough is enough. I am leaving. Right. Uh, and I think a lot of people, everyone's going to have their opinions and, I've heard other people uh, in wrestlers, like I love Road Dog. I always got along really well with Road Dog. And he, I saw, heard something that he said, and I don't disagree with him on how people are being paid and based off the contracts you sign and things like, right? And I don't disagree with him on any of that. But at the end of the day, it is physical acting and it's acting and it's actors and actresses. And so it's it's not a real sport in the sense of that you just go out there and rush for 200 yards and, like that's not that's not what that is, and so it's physical acting, and and it makes people believe and suspends people's belief. Um, but you're dealing with actors and actresses that are also their own stuntmen and stunt women, and that is all that pro wrestling is. And it, it, there's no arguing this. Is, this is a 100 percent fact, by the way, that that there are things that happen in times, and when you're at different levels, you know, and, and Naomi's been used in different roles, and Sasha's been used always in a, in a, in a more favorable role. Right. But, but everyone has their own issues that are going on that maybe aren't always known. And I could tell you this from experience that when I walked out, they put a bunch of lies out. I know this for a fact. And I didn't, at the time I was, I didn't even care. I was like, I was out of there and I was happy. And then I was taking care of all my business on, on, that I needed to take care of for me and my well being with that. So you never, at the end of the day, ultimately know why somebody did something based off of what they are telling you. Because I'm telling you from first-hand experience, they will put out lies to create hate for talent, regardless of what the truth is. 
okay? So it's in everybody's best interest to not get too involved with something that I'm telling you, you may think you know what is going on, but, but you probably don't really know everything that is going on. And it's not usually one isolated incident that, that results in, in, in superstars walking out if they were truly to walk out, right? That was like, and I could tell you from my own experience that when I told them, F you, I'm out of here, take me off your show, and them asking me if I want to talk to Vince, I said, I never want to talk to Vince again. I got my bags and I left against them, didn't care what anything was being said. They put out a lie saying that they sent me home. They never sent me home. They never once, and, and, and I would tell you this, if they sent me home, they would have had security escort me out of the building. And anybody that saw me walk out of that building saw me walk out with my own luggage with a smile on my face. So I will tell you they will put out lies to make the company look like they are in the right when the company is constantly in the wrong in what they do to talent. And I don't care what you think about how much money people are making. Nobody is making the amount of money they should be making. And that is another 100% fact in pro wrestling. So specifically for WWE and usually what each brand brings into the company. So, and that is from experience and from modern experience, day experience and knowing the inner workings of what, what goes on there. And that said, I don't know. I never knew Sasha that well. I knew Naomi from Florida Championship Wrestling. She is a darling. She is a sweetheart. And, and for her to leave, I would say that there has to be a lot more going on than, than, than what people probably or have read or believe. And I don't know Sasha really. I, she was up there towards the end when I was there. I never, never communicated with her outside of like a hello. And never anything bad or anything. Nothing. Just, just wasn't. I wasn't up there long enough, or she wasn't up there long enough before I left, where we had a lot of interactions or anything of that nature. But I got along with everybody for the most part. Like even the people that that like Punk, who I never had any problems with him for the most part. Everyone's pretty nice to my face with everything with that. So, but hopefully everything gets worked out. And like I said, it, if you look, I think it's a very smart move to use dirt sheets and use real life incidents uh, to create uh, gossip and, and interest in storylines. And now you'd say, well, what is the interest? Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens with this. Right. But the, it, you know, if it is uh, storyline driven, like I said and suggested years ago that they do, it's smart because you're now confusing people on what's real and what's part of the storyline. And, and now you just, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to tune in. You're going to want to see what happens, right? It's probably have, has the most interest of anything going on in wrestling. And it supposedly doesn't involve, it's, it's them walking out, nothing that we saw on the TV show. Right. So I will, I will stand by what I said years ago and, and say they need to do this more often with things and confuse people. And uh, but hopefully it gets worked out. They get their business resolved and whatnot. But you're dealing with an evil, an evil corporation, an evil person. It doesn't mean that he's not hasn't built up a successful business model, but they are known repeatedly. And I tell you guys this, all the wrestlers know this. Most of the wrestlers are too afraid to say anything because they don't they they think they're going to get blackballed or they think that they're going to put out the negative things and they're afraid of people saying bad things about them and that and like I've never cared about any of that because I know the truth at the end of the day and I know everything I've went through but everybody that knows knows 
the fans, you're going to always have people that defend them, the, the company and everything, because they, you rely on them for your entertainment selfishly, right? And, and even though it's the talent that are, are the stars with that. And without the talent, there is no there is no logo. Without the logo, and, and I'll tell you this, and if that, that logo doesn't exist, wrestling will always exist. There'll be other brands and there'll be other logos. So wrestling does not exist without wrestlers at the end of the day. All right? Wrestling will always exist, though. There'll be there'll be independent shows. There'll be all different brands. And there will always be a, a bigger brand, no matter whether WWE exists or not with that. So I think that's a very important thing to realize. And it doesn't mean you're not grateful for opportunities and for the platform. But I just see way too often people, quote-unquote, fans – who, who dismiss wrestlers and all the work that wrestlers do. The majority of wrestlers come up with all their characters, stuff, all their sayings. I know I did everything for mine. I, I owned it before and created it all. And a lot of talent do. And they get pigeonholed and like that's, and they, where they, they force people to sign stuff over or they threaten them. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you guys are not privy to, that you don't understand what, what it led to the point that, that wrestling is at to, to begin with. But, I, I hope for the best with them, and we'll see what happens. Let's see what else we got going on. Throw a little shell shock here. Get a shell shock him out of Rybackville. Nemesis says, the hope spot and brain feed by Feed Me More Nutrition works amazing together. Saved my life. Thanks, big guy. Thank you, buddy. There's no better review than that kind of review right there. And it, if you can leave a, if you can leave a review on Amazon, my man, it's greatly appreciated for the products. And uh, I'm very happy that they are working for you. And a lot of the Feed Me More Nutrition products stack very, very well together. And that's like I love taking the brain feed with the wake up limited energy, the teacrine, and it kicks makes the wake up even stronger with it. And it's just it, it locks me in first thing in the morning when I do all my hours of Feed Me More Nutrition work. Take a look here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and throw another shell shock. No spamming the chat, guys. Super chats are brought up on the screen. Hello, hello. Uh, Steve O says, Ryback, have you been in the emergency room before? I've been in there a couple times because of my platelets, but now they're better and I feel better. Well, I'm glad you feel better, buddy. And I've had, I've had, you know, different surgeries and been in there for stem cell procedures many times. So, uh, but, uh, I've never, I don't believe, I don't know if I've ever my, for myself been into the emergency room. Super chat from four infinity. Thank you very much. What was your favorite match in WWE and why? Again, that word is thrown around. And I don't know if in particular, I've always often said, I think the, the first hell in the cell main event where we did a true pay-per-view buy rate and, and had an increase and was, was one of the last talents to ever to do that, uh, was a pretty special, uh, moment. And, uh, uh, despite the outcome creatively not being ideal for where we were heading and how hot everything was. It was still the pay-per-view ended with me shell-shocking Punk on top of the cage, doing Feed Me More uh, on top of the Hell in the Cell, in which I thought we delivered uh, a quality main event. And it was exactly what 
what Vince and time wise, we, they wanted short matches as I was coming from squashing people and they did not want, they didn't want 20, 25 minute main events, which I would go on to eventually do, if not longer, me and Sin, I think with 35 one night, like it's, that was just not at that point in time. And, uh, and I thought we, we, we delivered on all ends on that. So that will probably be the, the first main event on a pay-per-view I think is, is going to go with my favorite, which I've said before. Let's see. Orbitary, another super chat. In his interview with McAfee, Vince referred to all of the talent that's been released from 2021 and throughout as dead weight who couldn't cut it. Um, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I want to say I believe I, because I saw part of that interview and I think, so you got to understand I don't, so I don't know like the details of certain people of why they were released or if there were other things going on, um, like Bray Wyatt, for for instance. All I know is Bray Wyatt was creating, in, in, and I would imagine Braun as well, uh, were, were, they were very positive in the revenue stream over those two brands, right? And Bray probably more so than Braun, despite, but Braun at one point when Braun was red hot, I would say, you know what I mean? That they're bringing in significant revenue um, over all the the different ways that they do that through through merchandising, which they've got a fantastic merchandising department, the very best. So I would say that that I you know Rusev would be another one, and there's people there's certain releases that that is not the case on. Now, oftentimes there are superstars that that is the case. And um, I don't, but I I don't think you can, and I think most people would agree that that statement by him isn't 100% factual. He may have convinced himself that it is factual, uh, but I I would have a really hard time with some of the names that are on that over the years um, to agree with that. Now, again, there could be things, and with that said, there could be things going on with that individual talent where they look at it and they just go, there's something going on. This is going to be a negative over the next three years. We need to cut this. I don't know if that's the case. And like I said, cause that's now you're dealing with personal instances with superstars. So with that, but, but based off of what we know of, of how they're being used and, and what they're most likely making the company, some of them it's hard to really to really see that and i will say with vince he uses them being public as a scapegoat for him being an evil horrible human being that's his scapegoat oh it's only business he doesn't like to give a lot of personal thought to to the lives that's like it's just that's a very very dangerous line to toe and uh it is i think that just it literally is him admitting that he's evil but oh, I'm evil for my shareholders, even though that is not the case. It is that is an excuse, and he knows it. He knows it very well. And I think it's probably a big reason why he did it is because it covers up a lot of the bad things that he does, or at least he thinks it does.
Steve says, big guy, I just wanted to say, unfortunately, I gained tons of weight drinking too much and eating garbage food. That will do it. But now I'm 10 days sober and five days full vegan back at it. That's all you could do, my man. You just got to get back on the horse and uh, don't eat it, but uh, get back on the horse and and, and, and keep riding. You're going to have instances where you fall off or you, you have a bad day and you got to, you don't. The key is you don't want a, a bad day to become two days, to become a week, to become a month, to become a year, to become what did I just do with my life, right? So you string together some good days, and the goal is you want to string together as many good days as possible. And then if a bad day creeps in there, you want to go ahead and start stringing together more days again. Uh, but it's never, ever a restart either. Those In those good days, all you know, if you go 20 days and have a bad day, you know, it's not technically starting all over again. You know, you put together another 10. Now you've had 30 good days and one bad day. So when you look at it from a bird's eye view, the, the grand scheme of things, you're doing fantastic, right? So that's what you got to focus on and try to just keep stringing together good days and limit the bad days. You're welcome, Steve-O, baby. I appreciate the kind words, and that's what we're here for on this. It's, it's to do... This isn't just, this isn't a pro wrestling. It's, it's pro wrestling and everything. Life, fitness, health, supplementation, mindset, whatever you guys want to talk about, I am here to talk about. And I don't know everything. Far from it. But I, I'm constantly striving to learn and improve and, and understand life more and more each day. Which the more you understand, the more confused you can become. Uh, do you, Dan Dalmar asked, do you think WWE could potentially lose their $1 billion deal with Fox because they aren't happy with the ratings? I have not seen that they aren't happy with the ratings, but if that is the case, I think WWE has a lot of pressure on them to, to try to improve things, uh, for sure. And again, though, I've told you guys the problem is, and this is why I was really confident when I walked out, despite not knowing how serious my injuries were was I believe they lack the ability to create new megastars. And they Roman was already there when I was there and was already being pushed. And Roman's done a fantastic job, and I would say he's one. But who else does Roman really have to work with? They have not done a good job of – and they, this is what I – I recognized this pattern far before I was there, before, far before things happened with me the way that they did. And I was confident enough in the where my level was when I left that I was high enough – that with time away, I could come back and be bigger than ever if I stay away long enough, not knowing it was going to be this long with the injuries. But still, that they, I, I trusted being away more than I trusted staying there had I not been injured with everything. Because they just, I, I felt like they, 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 they know how to create new stars, but they don't want to create too big of stars because they created the system of controlling people and again, they're using and they're doing it illegally with social media on a lot of the talent. I've talked about that and what's going on. And all this stuff is going to start coming out and you're going to see it and with this stuff. And it's because there's other companies it's happening with and it's going to open the floodgates on, on how corrupt the social media companies are. But Vince has always been obsessed with control, which is, again, ties into why I put that tweet out. One, that tweet was never making fun of his mother. That tweet was stating a real life fact on why he has his serious character flaw in this issue with trying to control people. And in everything he's doing to me and my family personally, on top of the other people I know he's doing things to with that. So that's, that's something that needs to be understood very, very clearly. 
with that. It's never me punching. It's me punching back. And that is something that I've learned you have to do when you're dealing with evil, corrupt individuals. Otherwise, they will they will have their way all day, every day if you do not do that. But it, it is something they're going to have their hands full because what and you've heard Bruce Pritchard talk about it on his podcast before the Hogan dust. That Hogan dust gets sprinkled on to, to the certain big time stars. And I was lucky enough to have been a part of that included in guys that in that in that upper echelon there. And it, it's something that's very special. And you need a certain amount of talent that have that in them up there at all times. And they have the, the least amount of talent they've ever had that has that Hogan dust, if you will, up there right now. And it's a very dangerous thing because without it, you cannot create new megastars. It is, it is a very, very real thing. And it is, it is, and that's what getting call it getting the rub. That when the, your talent is getting lower and lower and lower, nothing to the talent's fault, but based off how creatively things are going, that rub becomes less and less and less over time. People are not tuning into pro wrestling to watch people do orchestrated wrestling moves. You are tuning in to see larger-than-life megastars and superstars. You're tuning in to see wealthy people that you do not see each and every day who look incredible, Who and, and there's always going to be different body types, but you are tuning in as a whole for something very special that you don't get to see anywhere else. You don't see your average day. And then that is becoming lost more and more and more. And it's a very dangerous thing. And it ties into miscasting characters. And I can the best way to give you guys this example is, and this is just, I love the Terminator movies, but are you can do you think the Terminator franchise starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, do you think if they would have put a four foot, three and a half foot, little person in that role to play the, the Terminator. Do you think the Terminator, and that's not saying that that three and a half foot little person could have been an absolutely just amazing actor or actress, whatever you want to call it, could have been beyond skill, their dialogue, the way they, they, they pronunciate words, their facials. But would you have believed that role if that was the person playing the Terminator? And that is the problem, my friends, with pro wrestling. And not to say that you can't have that little person be a part of the, the movie. Because they very well can be. But you have to cast them in the right roles that the majority of people can suspend their belief for the duration of the program or the movie, if you will, and not question things. And people question things more than ever. And when they question things more than ever, they tune out and they have more than enough options in today, 2022, where they don't have to sit there and stay forever. And I've talked to enough people and the problem, people become emotionally invested in the wrestlers and the characters. And when characters disappear like that, with no explanation, when things don't make sense, people become disconnected over time. And that results in your ratings being lower than ever. And that is exactly what is going on today now you may have good social media engagement you may have this and that and i and all those things count and i believe they should count but if your movie and if your production is good people will watch right so but if there's not a need to feel like you need to tune in and you're just going to catch a little thing here out there and you know i don't watch the majority of stuff i can't stand it i'll watch matches on youtube i'll just because i don't want it and i'll put them on silent i don't want to hear anything I just want to look, just I'll watch a little bit, catch up on what's going on. I'm out. And I think that's happening to more and more people on top of people just completely disconnected.
Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, the backpack stunner I've talked about repeatedly. I'll never do that move ever again. Taking bumps on your butt with body weight on you, if not even with no body weight on you, is the worst thing a wrestler can do for their body. The energy only could travel up and compress your disc. And with my disc issues from my nerve injury with my ankle and my disc degenerating rapidly because of the nerve damage in my ankle from Nexus when I had all that, um, that move just sped up that process even further. But in, do I think they could potentially lose their deal? I don't know the the fine details of that contract and, and what the uh, – if there's outs for either side on that. But I think that would be, you know, if Fox is unhappy with the ratings and they do have – and it is in there, you know, they're, they're, I'm sure they don't want to probably lose the programming, but I'm sure they would probably – want to restructure the deal to more favorable terms for themselves if, if things are not where they were expected to be at. With the incentive of if they can increase those numbers back to what they want them, the, the original deal could, could be kicked back into place. That could be something. But I don't know. I'm not on, in on that end of things, and, and I don't know the details of those contracts. Thank you very much, Madeline, for the kind words. Yeah, Steve-O Baby says, I only watch in an hour on Monday night. Now, Ryback, it's not the same anymore, in my opinion. And I'm with you. And I think a lot of the talent would agree with you. And three hours is a long commitment to make for a program. And, you know, most of us don't have that amount of time. And, and even then, it's like, it's just, it gets dragged out. I think two hours is more than sufficient for a wrestling program on TV. And I think it makes everyone's life a lot easier. Now, three hours is great for getting more talent on, but at the same time, you then you need to make sure you have – it is just very difficult to do a weekly three-hour TV show on top of all your other programming. And it's just – it's too much. But it makes them money, and they, and they with the positives, they, they take the negatives, I guess, with all of that. But, you know, it, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. And I've talked to you guys about this. I think that Vince, they need to evolve things. And AEW as well, you need character development goals. You need to know, you need to, to really have a crew and people designed to your characters and to your talent where you have a general direction. And in and, and, and the more, I would say, in, in more invested you are in certain people, the, the more specific those destinations need to be, right? For instance, Wardlow, with everything going on with Wardlow. And, I, and I, I don't know what's going on. I'm not familiar with how they do things over there. I would hope to God that they have a, have a time frame that they want to, to pull the trigger and put the title on him and have a specific – I would hope they have everything mapped out and planned to get him to that goal if that is what – because if you don't, you could easily lose things really, really quickly with everything, right? With that and, and people – so, but you need character goals. And if you can't just like, it's oftentimes, it's really difficult running wrestling shows and having all the talents. And and it's it's so much more than just putting together cold matches. Sure, you could do that. But it, in my opinion, it, 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 there's so much more that goes into making pro wrestling so much, so much better. 
um, because it's physical acting and people are invested in the characters and the people that play those characters. And you got to, you got to, you got to do a lot each week to deliver on that. I'm a big believer. There's too much programming out there though. This is what I said, why I do what I do. And I'm getting my injuries. I don't think ever going back full time is beneficial to any talent. There's nothing good about going back full time and having to be on TV every week. I think it's just like you look at UFC, look how big of stars they could produce. People fight once a year, twice a year. Then you're on your social channels, you're training, putting out training footage. There's too much pro wrestling on TV. And I think people have just accepted that as normal. They've accepted that there's no off season. I don't like it. I think it sucks. I think I don't think it's good for wrestlers one bit. And I know there's no way wrestlers like this schedule of, of having to live on the road. And, and not to say that you don't like going on the road here and there, but man, if we knew how much better it can be, which it will be at some point in time, it will be. But like it has just been overexposed and there's too much product out there and it's not beneficial to the talent whatsoever. That's why Brock is the smartest guy in pro wrestling. He recognized that far before everybody else and he got things his way and I will commend him all day long on that. Uh, yes, I have heard that I'm popular in Russia for the chip eating video. I've heard I'm on billboards in other countries. Cool. For Infinity, thank you for the super chat. How did you pull off the AA? How did you pull off the AA through the ambulance? When Cena AA'd me in our in that, I think that was the street. Was that the three stages of hell? I believe that was because the first one was the last man standing, right? which I was technically the last man standing, but didn't win the championship. And then uh, <laughs> I'll piss off somebody. And uh, and then the next one was, was three stages of hell. That was, yeah, the ambulance on that, the they cut out, there's a cutout up there. It was still the real, do the, the ambulance top, but they'd cut it out to be able to break when I went through it. And my elbow actually hit the, the hard part of it that wasn't going down. My elbow blew up. After that, for a while, my elbow would get swollen. I want to say for months after that, you could actually see, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it was my elbow. It was during the bully segment backstage in Anaheim where I slapped the guy in the shower and put the water, fill it up. The that segment, the uh, my elbow, I could tell him that was still all jacked up and uh. It was like you have to get it drained and then it'll like come right back. If you take, I'd wear elbow pads in the ring, but you take a bump and you hit it and like it swell back up. So that those kind of things are just like lingering things that are a pain in the ass that can happen. Let's take a look here. We'll go ahead and take another shell shock out. Thank you for playing. India, welcome everybody from India to the Ryback Show. Appreciate all the love and support on uh, TikTok. We're about to hit 2.8 million. The most followed pro wrestler on TikTok besides The Rock. Oh, yeah, and The Great Colin. <laughs> uh, what WWE wrestler in today's time can replace The Undertaker? You don't replace The Undertaker. You just create new talent. And it's, you never want talent to, you, you'll have talent that may remind you of other talent, 
but you do not replace those talent. What you want is talent that excites you to the level that the talent of the past did. And that is what is missing uh, as a whole in pro wrestling today. It's beyond easy. I really feel like I should be in creative meetings in pro wrestling. I really, honestly, I have a very good understanding of this stuff. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's, but I have common sense and sarcasm and understanding of the wrestling business and in, in like being a lifelong fan and understanding and experiencing the damn things that I went through. It's like, no, we don't need to do this with certain people. Let's go. I feel like wrestling, like I would like, you need to do stuff like Vince needs to like, you need people in the meetings. You go, you got, you, you take, you take a writer, you take a producer, you take a camera crew that in the afternoon and your Vince, you go, go to this damn superstore, this grocery store. And I want, come up with something, come up with a creative five or 10 minute segment and let's see what we get. Like, give me something, give me something. But like, they don't do anything anymore. It's like just complacent. And, and I get it. You've done so much. But you need hungry people in there that are creative, that that need to like push the limit and not afraid of failure. You're going to come up with some stuff that sucks. But in that, you get some really good stuff that sticks. And that's what then you got to go all in on. Go all, go all in on it, on the sticky stuff. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, I'm taking a look here. The Walter, good to see you, my man. On early today, an early episode of the Ryback Show before I, I, I get my big workout in and take off. I'm trying to see, I feel like I missed something here. Uh, fracturing a wrist is, that is no fun at all. No, I will not be attending the AEW pay-per-view. I just realized they were going to be here when I caught a little bit of the show. I go, oh, geez, that's already this week, this up next week. I didn't know they were filming. They're filming Dynamite, I saw, I think, on Wednesday. And then is it Rampage on Thursday? And I think I saw that at Mandalay Bay, which we wrestled WWE at Mandalay Bay one time early on as Ryback, I remember. I think I wrestled Swagger, and I did the triple powerbomb on him. and that. But that's where the crowd was starting to really start chanting, feed me more. I remember that was at Mandalay Bay. They had a really nice back. I remember nice locker rooms, nice arena, um, even though it's a little smaller, but it's nice. And then I think they're doing the pay-per-view at T-Mobile, which I've never been to T-Mobile. I drive by that area occasionally when I have to go like do things or go do a food thing or if I'm going to the Cairo's across town. But I don't I don't I don't uh, I don't venture over to that area of the strip all that often. Good question. Why do I think AEW has a niche audience with 900,000 on TNT and can't surpass Raw and Raw's sinking ratings? Um, you know, I'm not there and I'm not, I don't know what's going on, but they definitely have hit a sticking point. And, you know, I do think it doesn't matter who you bring over if you don't, you know, I'll tell you one thing, like Punk needs to turn heel and they need to do something really creative with it. Babyface Punk isn't isn't working uh, 
with what they got going on. And I say that, and that's not saying he's 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 probably beneficial having on there for sure from from a revenue standpoint. I don't know what his contract's worth or anything of that nature, but like he needs to be a heel. He he's a much better heel than he is a babyface, and that's and I think, but I think there, there's there's just something missing overall. And it's it's like I said, there needs to be more more attitude in general, um, not just AEW in general. But it, it's so much more than just putting together matches, and it always there always will be. It is physical acting. You can't dress it up as anything other. It is physical acting. I don't care. You could say bell to bell all day long. It bell to bell is it, it's all part of the deal. All wrestlers know how to go bell to bell, but it's physical acting, and you gotta want you gotta strive to reach more. You have to strive to reach more, and that's where social media comes in. You need people hustling. You need talent hustling. You need people becoming invested in the individual characters. You need people on TV, on the main program every week. Wardlow wasn't getting over until Wardlow, and I mentioned it on this on this show before they ever did it. I said they need to have him on Dynamite every week. And sure enough, they started putting him on Dynamite every week. And now what happened? And they've done a great job. He's one of their more popular guys on the rise with huge huge potential upside. It's so, but you, you, there's, but you got to have guys for him to work with. You need invest, you need storylines, which the MJF thing is really good with him right now, but it's going to be, that's going to be hard to duplicate with a lot of guys. And it, that is something that you got to just, it's not easy. And it's not, it's why I would never want to own a wrestling company. It's so much work and stress and like, but you need, if you have the right people around, it can become a lot easier with that. And it's just. I don't know why they're limited, and I, I do know why when I say that, but I, I don't like, but wrestling in general, WWE's audience is much smaller than it's ever been, right? You got it, like, I, and I think it, it's it's casting the right people in the right roles, and you know, you know, what if, and let me just give you guys this scenario, Wardlow's pretty hot right now, right? What if they, if they, Wardlow goes on to beat MJF and, and Spears and then MJ, MJF and Punk wins the championship. What would you guys, and this is pretty reminiscent, right? What if they did Wardlow versus Punk and they just have Punk beat him? And they had Wardlow lose seven pay-per-views in a row. Then they tore, turned Wardlow heel and had him feud with Punk a couple more times and lose again. And then they put Wardlow in a tag team with somebody and kept him off TV for like a year. And then they brought Wardlow back and then they started pushing him kind of again in the upper mid, upper card ranks again and then like right remind you of anything and not saying that Wardlow was on the level when I was doing he's but he's over there on a smaller programming doing fantastic with that right but that that's like WWE booking like you got to pull the trigger on guys you got to pull the trigger and you got to make new stars and you need more new stars you need big stars for them to work with it's not it's not rocket science and but you need storylines that 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 People are invested in, and I think the best thing you could do is not listen to the hardcore fan base. They don't know anything. They don't know how to live their own lives. They don't know, like I said, they can't even decide what they want to eat for the day. They can't decide what they want to do with their day, so they just critique and attack everybody all day long, okay? That is a very dangerous mindset to listen to when you're a successful person or you've had success, and that's why you block them and shut them out, and you you take critiques and, and things from the people that are doing things in their lives that you respect, not from people you don't know that aren't doing anything that have a negative bank account, living at their parents' house that are just completely out of shape 
not productive, and don't know anything about life. Very dangerous person to listen to. Uh, John says he knows Pac personally. That kid needs a push. He's extremely talented. So Pac is extremely talented. But there's no – is there – I haven't seen Pac in forever, and I don't watch all the programming. I don't even know what happened to him. I think, like, that guy – and that's a guy that, that, that knows how to go out there and perform. He's on the smaller side, but he's jacked and he's ripped, and he's very intense and believable with that, right? But he – there's so many aspects of him. I remember he was most known to me when he was on WWE. Was it the 205 Live? When he was in, in with everything, the focus was on him. And I thought that that was the most character development that we saw. That's a guy that you need that on TV every week, and there needs to be a direction with things. And two, when you put a lot – here's the other thing. When you put a lot of guys together in groups, it's great for getting a lot of guys on TV. The problem with it is it makes it almost impossible for anybody to get over. It takes it, it is it takes a lot, and it to and you got to be on TV every week, and you got to be have things you got to be featured with all the guys, and something that's going to get you over every week, or otherwise you just get forgotten about. And that's another thing when you got to get put in groups, and you have a lot of groups, and you're just putting guys on TV. It's very difficult, and it's very unless you have a specific direction. Okay, in this group we need this guy to get over every week, or we're going to try to distribute it where. We've tried to get you guys over in multiple ways each week in your own little ways. But that needs to be the focus, right? It's very difficult. And, it, you know, it comes down to the talent, too. you got to know how to get yourself over. You want to know another example? The Brian Cage. He says his catchphrase with zero confidence. Who better? And it's not even his catchphrase on top of it. And this is being – this is just the dead honest truth. Do you think if I'm going – Feed me more. Feed, feed me more. Or feed me more. What do you believe? Who better? Who better? Which one's better? Have you ever seen him say anything with that intensity and believability and that confidence? And that's the reason lacking charisma and personality is a lack of confidence. And that's not enough. That's just the truth. That's character development. You learned that, though, in the system before. You didn't get out of developmental until you understood that. You wouldn't survive. You would be gone. So like, that's another thing missing with people getting put on TV, which, by the way, he didn't make it out of developmental. And that's just that's a fact. And that's not a knock. But you got to have the confidence when you talk and you do things. When you cut your promos, there could be zero uncertainty when that red light is on when you're talking. And you see it left and right all day long because you have people that don't know who they are in real life trying to play characters that they don't know who they are on TV. And that's pro wrestling right now. Not everyone. There's a lot of guys that are doing fantastic. Yeah, Ryback Rules is another one. Ryback Rules. Ryback Rules? Ryback rules. Ryback rules. What do you believe? Because I believe. And I believe, I believe I rule the goddamn world when I am out there.
You don't have to believe, you don't have to, to think that that, you don't have to think I'm right, but I believe that. And that is part of becoming and being a pro wrestler. And I can't control what other talent do. I just know I know how to go out there and get over every single time, no matter what I play, what role with that. And that's why I just got to get healthy and everything's taking care of itself. But you want people, this is what you need, and you need people telling, you need somebody to pull somebody aside the cage. Cage, man, when you say that, man, you got to say that with emphasis if you're going to say that. You're going to put that on a shirt. You better say that from your gut and your heart every time you say it. I don't want to hear that come out of your mouth with, 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 with on a level three or level four. That needs to be coming out of level 10 minimum every single time that you say that. And that's just one example of something that has stuck out to me over the years that I see. I go, of course, that doesn't work. Doesn't believe it. Jose, okay, let's do the catchphrase, let's go. I can get anything over. So if I was a wrestler, my catchphrase would be, let's go. Does that sound like a good one? If I said it with confidence to end a promo on, on the mic, absolutely, let's go could work. And another thing, like if you're doing let's go with that, and, you know, hand movements, I'm really big and feed me more. And I put it all together with that and it, doing something that was never done on and for that to get. There's just things that you can learn when I go slap my head and go stupid. Those are my best videos on TikTok, right? It makes noise. People can see me. I'm frustrated playing the role of frustrated. Stupid, right? When you do that stuff, you know, if you're a character on TV and your catchphrase is, again, when you say that, and it depends on who you are, but me, if I'm saying like, I can only do things as me. Right. But I can't be like, let's go. You know, even though that could potentially get over if I was a quirky, silly character, but let's go, let's go. Like, no, it's like, but if you have something too, and like, you're a, you're a wrestler and you're doing a promo and you're at the end of it, you go, let's go, but you let's go. And maybe let's go. But you do something, you get the clap to be a part of let's go. That could catch on. Theoretically, not saying that that's going to catch on and become the next biggest thing. But if you make that and you believe that and you do that repetitively and you believe let's go and you say it with conviction at the end of every promo, people are going to start saying it with you. They're going to. But a lot of people get awkward because you got to you got to get through that fear of silence. When you when I first started doing Feed Me More, I was just doing the hand things to silence. Nobody knew what the hell I was doing. I had people tell me that looked stupid, but I knew it was going to come together. I believed I was going to figure it out. And then I realized, I go, the thing I came up with at Smoky Bones at the end of the match when I just said, feed me more, because I wanted more competition than what I was getting out there from a character standpoint. And I was trying to get that in, in, into people's brains that I was ready for more, right? Even though I knew what we were doing as far as in doing that, going back route with that and then I put it together with feed me more and people came with it because they could feel it with that but it's repetition when you first start doing it they weren't screaming feed me more with me as loud as they were after I got it over and I had to fight through that with conviction time and time again and make people believe and then they finally start because you believe and you do it consistently week in and week out and they become they want to start being a part of that and but you got to get over that fear of silence. You're gonna have quietness. You're, you're when you first do, let's go. And you, whether it's a clap or whatever, a snap, whatever it is, let's go. Whatever that is, you're gonna have to do that to silence. You might have some people go, oh, I don't like that. But if you like it and you believe in it, it does not matter what those producers who never drew any money believe. It does not matter what the other talent who aren't paying your bills believe, unless it's the owner himself that says, 
I don't believe that. You better be ready to come with a counter argument. You go, I believe in it, though. And if you let me do this every week, it's going to be the most over thing on your television in one year. And then you go out there and back it up. And if you fall flat on your face, at least you gave it everything you got in something you believed. And by the way, that's something I have said and actually done in one year's time because I believed and I had the confidence. And that's what's missing. People afraid, not afraid to fall on their face, to just risk it all, to go out there for ultimate success. And that is what the people watching at home are missing. They're missing people that are hungry, willing to go out there and fail every night, picking up two guys. The room for error on that was tremendous. Feed me more. Let's do it. We're going for massive success. I ain't here just to get a regular, just to be a regular everyday run of the mill, quote unquote, superstar. I want to be the best. I want people to remember me forever. I'm going to go out there. I want people to understand my hungry mindset that it's about to go out there to be my absolute goddamn best each and every time that I'm out there to push myself and test myself. And I might, I might mess up on some things, but I'm going to hit more home runs than I strike out on. That's for damn sure. You got to be willing to do that. Do you see that when you tune in every week? I don't. So. Uh, let's see. Thank you, young Oz, saying I'm the reason why you're still chasing your dream. Never stop. It, the dream doesn't stop until you stop. Looking over some questions here. Good to see all of you. Hello, hello, hello. No, nobody's ever told me I look like Liver Kings. I'm I'm the vegan version of Liver King. Take a, a chat here from uh, TikTok. I appreciate it. You're the man. Feed me more. Thank you very much, buddy. Love all the support over on TikTok. It's my favorite platform by far, even though they're up to some shady stuff over there too. Rock was very nice backstage. Rock was always very kind to me. I wish I wish I could have won the title at Hell in the Cell and faced the Rock at the Royal Rumble. That would have been that would have been uh, really really nice. I've wrestled both Roman Reigns and John Cena. I've never wrestled Roman on sing- in a singles match. Uh, I've wrestled him a lot in tags, though a lot in tags. And then me and Axel wrestled him two on one. And we we got we did the old DQ because he wasn't beating the both of us. He wasn't beating Rob Axel, be clean. And uh, <laughs> he was he's I love Roman. I, and I loved I told you guys I loved wrestling with John as well. Yeah, Jose, you got to practice in the mirror, and it, it's it's talking to yourself and learning to get comfortable speaking. And you know, I I just it, it's repetitions. Where I was my first year in wrestling, talking to where I am now, it's just a matter of. Of, of repetition and learning yourself and getting confidence and then not worrying about what other people think. So there's a lot of lot that goes into like learning how to speak and, and learning your style of promos and, and being in the end of the day, though, if you believe in yourself and your confidence and you, you just do not care, you got to not care. You just can't care about anything like what, like it's, you, you can reach a whole other level. Brother, I just told you I like Roman Reigns. How many more times do you want me to tell you? I like, do you want me to like really 
go into like how much I love Roman Reigns. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I speak highly of Roman anytime his name is ever brought up. I've never said a bad thing about Roman. I don't say a bad thing about hardly anyone. I like, I'm, I'm pretty much overwhelmingly positive and get along with most people. Roman is an amazing talent and I'm beyond happy for all of his success. I think he is an amazing, amazing pro wrestler and physical actor and, and a great human being. Uh, let's see. What's Skip Sheffield doing in the impact zone? <laughs> Good to see all of you. Uh, let's see. What do you think about Darby Allen and the match with him and Jeff Hardy had last week? I did not see the match. I just saw a clip Justin Roberts posted. So I would have to go back and watch the whole match. But I mean, those guys are, oh, Jeff has done it his whole career. Darby's is making a name for himself, taking crazy bumps, right? It, it, it's Jeff has had an absolutely incredible career and lasted a long, long time with some of the stuff that he's done. Right. So it's uh, but it's a very dangerous way to, to earn a living with that. And again, like see the guys like that too, don't like, and I'm not, not to say they don't weight train or, or don't take care of themselves, but they're not, they're not like, it's just a different style. You're, you're, you're beat up and hurt. And it's just, you know, Mick Foley did, did some crazy stuff and, it's, and I respect people doing it. If that's like the way that you want to go about your business and, and make a name for yourself, it's just, it's not the way I would choose because I love doing other things. I love being able to be really strong and have my joints not broken. And, you know, even though I've been hurt through my injuries and whatnot, but I think I'm sure it was a fun match. I have no issues. I always got along really well with Jeff, both Matt and Jeff with that. So I would, I don't, I think that all that kind of stuff, like there's all, Pro wrestling is at its best when there's a mix of styles and everyone brings their own their own thing and you never want everything to become the same, right? So. You're very welcome, Bobby, saying that the videos have helped you through some tough times. I appreciate all the love and support and love you guys very much. Everyone that has stuck through with everything and you know, I hope to be able to get my social media free and be able to reach uh, much more people over time. And I'm very optimistic that that is going to be the case um, th with things that are going on. And I'm just going to worry about one platform at a time. And I'm hoping the Elon Musk deal goes through uh, and they implement the changes and I get my Twitter back because that will allow me a voice that I have been denied for eight years and, um, and hopefully reach more people. And uh, this is my favorite format of doing the show, though, and talking to you guys by by a, by a landslide though and i'm looking forward to getting on fireside chat i think that is going to really help the show you know increase our numbers even significantly from what they already are rob check out the one two three muscle joint tendon that is what you are looking for with this the cetal meals mural stoliate cma in it that is really good for arthritis and for your joints as well as we've got the turmeric for inflammation and muscle soreness and the supercissus for the tendons. It is, I'm telling you, it is the best 
joint and muscle formula, tendon formula on the market by a landslide. Nobody's given you the quality and for the prices that we are that Feed Me More Nutrition is. Yeah, Dalmore says, I do believe your Twitter has been suppressed by the social media team. Well, I post, I've, told, I've literally posted them telling me my account's restricted and not telling me why. And it's been, it's been this way for eight years. Everything you guys are going to see, it's, I, everything I have told you is going to be 100% true. And there's been a lot of it that already is. And people will find another reason to hate me. And, you know, it is, you're going to find out one way or another. It's not me. I have no reason to lie or make any of this stuff. If I was the most irrelevant human being on the planet, I could accept that. If, but I know that I am not. And I know what's going on because I know the legal stuff that was going on. I tell people this. I go, do you think of a multi-billion dollar corporation? They go, we want your social media. Sign it all over to us. And you tell them no, which, by the way, this happened with WWE. Do you think that they're just going to be like, oh, he doesn't want to give it to us? They're, no. Or do you think they're going to be like, we need to do the next best thing and silence him on every account. Do you think, and oh, by the way, we're partners with all these companies of these platforms. Do you think that that's maybe a little more realistic than, than them just going, oh, we'll just let them just be. They wanted my social media accounts for a reason. You guys have no clue, some of you. And then some of you do, I know. But it is, this is, you don't, they've cost me so much. And on top of it, the perception, they've cost me millions of dollars with all of this millions in opportunities far past in sponsorship deals, everything by cutting me off to my own following and limiting and trying to hurt my brand perception on top of my own organic supplement sales. But good thing I learned marketing and sales. So I'm going to get it all back. And this is why I will not sit back and be quiet. You can't be. It is, you guys can see it. It is. You don't have, you know, I had almost 1.7 million followers on Twitter. I'm, I'm almost down to under 1.4 now. It's almost lost 300,000 in six years. So, and it is, they, you don't go from being, getting great engagement and impressions to not getting it overnight. And that's what happened to me. But I've been, people, they think this is like just happening or just a thing. It's like, no, I've been, this has been going on for a very long time. And it's not just me. There's a lot of other people that are involved in this. I never have had a chipped tooth, Jose, but uh, that is, it is painful. And, uh, and that is definitely something you got to go to the dentist for, which by the way, thank you for reminding me, Jose, I got to call my dentist and get a teeth cleaning scheduled. I am due. And I just remember, I remembered because of that. So thank you very much. And I just saw that I have missed a super chat. So I'm going to, oh, there it is. It's new. I thought that was an old one. Good to see you, my man, the Oscar. Thank you for the super chat. Two things. One, give a shout out to my daughter, Piper Eliana Oscar with a shell shock flex. Piper Eliana Oscar, I hope you're doing well. We'll get the flex in in one second here. <laughs> Thank you very much. I just put a, a sweet video up flexing on uh, TikTok and all the platforms, Instagram last night. I hope you're doing well, though, Piper, uh, and having a very good day. And second, is CM Punk a financial failure in AEW? He hasn't moved ratings or merchandise has a massive salary. Is he a bust? I, I heard Eric Bischoff, they mentioned something. So I don't know on, and that's why I was saying, 
I don't know. If, I have not heard if his merchandise was a bust. I don't know any of this. Uh, but I did. I did talk about this earlier in the show. Is I think he needs to be a heel. I do not think. I think it was fine bringing him back initially as a babyface. I think now the time. Like I don't think he should win the title clean from from. And this isn't happening. But I would tell you here's something, and I'm going to give you guys a scenario that I believe would get wrestling people talking. Can you imagine, and this is just creative, this is not happening 100%. I have nothing to do with the company. I'm not going to be there. If CM Punk and, and Hangman Page, do you think if Babyface Punk just beats him and wins the title, do you think anything's going to change? Do you think anything's going to change for the direction of pro wrestling? Or do you think, based off kind of what we're hearing and things are going on with this, what do you think would happen if Punk's in this match with Hangman Page? It's the close to show. Everything is 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 going back and forth and my music hits and I come out and everyone thinks I'm coming to screw punk with everything going on. And we, 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 we stick it to page punk wins the title. Tony Khan comes running out. We stick Tony Khan. We put Tony Khan through a table and me and punk unite. And we're, you know what? We're taking over pro wrestling. Screw all of this. And this is not thought out or anything like, but we, we're going to create a, a heel stable. Of these two mega powers from WWE, who everybody believed they hated themselves. We'd come up with a creative goal for everything. It wouldn't be like the NWO. It wouldn't be it'd be because us two guys call us call it ego. Everyone gets over something stupid, whatever it is. But something like that, we're going. Oh my god, we never thought in a million years these two guys would ever ever have anything to do with e each other ever again, right? But that right there instantly is something interesting interesting in pro wrestling where you go. I need to tune in now and see where this is going, right? And this is just a random thing, but that's the kind of real-life stuff that you need in pro wrestling to get people. It's more than you just don't have a clean babyface win. There's nothing there. There's nothing there with that. You need controversy. You need people talking. You need speculation. You need people being like, what is going on? Take real-life stuff, intertwine it into the TV show. And that's just a random BS thing that you could do to get things talking, right? But that kind of stuff is missing. And yeah, sure enough, it involves me, right? Oh, right, that's a fellow of himself. But that would instantly get people talking, and I believe it would have it would make people interested in what's going to happen, rather than he wins the title. What what's next? He's going to defend the title. He's much better as a heel. He's proven that over the course of his career, he needs to be a heel. But again, and you could do that. And again, if that's the thing, and me and Punk uh, formed an alliance, we need to have direction of where we're going. That And that is something that needs to be well thought out. What is the goal of us becoming together? Is it to then to, to, to bring other guys into this group and make it a, just a mega powers of, of a who's who in pro wrestling? Or like, what's the goal? You know, you have Jericho with bringing in the younger guys and elevating younger guys. What would we do? But are we egomaniacs? And that's the, the everyone thinks we're two egomaniacs in our own different ways, but we have a common cause of hatred for WWE, but maybe it's the pro wrestling business in general and we want change, but we only ultimately care about ourselves. That would, that would be something that would, that would be the driving force behind a group like that, right? That people would then, God, I hate those guys. They say they're trying to make wrestling better, but they only care about themselves, Right. Things like that, though, is what you get people, and then you know, we have big followings, but you need the angles and the storylines, and you then need people to work with the group.
and to do good business, right? And there's a lot that goes into it. But that's what's missing, that excitement in things. It's like, and he's he's running stale on, as a babyface right now. And it, it's coming at a horrible time as he's going into that title match. And it's a great success story. He's back. I'm happy for him in the sense that he was able to come back and get back into the mix of things at his age and, and to get back after the way things went with the UFC. But, man, he's so much. And I know this from working with him. He is a million times better as a heel than he is as a babyface. But you can have, and again, it's that's the creative aspect of pro wrestling that needs to be there. You put the bell to bell in there when the stories are there. When the stories are there. Right? The bell to bell. The bell to bell is great with that match for, for Paige and Punk. Let them go out there and do 30 minutes. And at minute 29, the big guy Ryback comes out there and just messes up the, the everybody's world with everything. What the hell is going on, right? Stick Tony Khan, you money mark, powerbomb him through the table. We're taking over your show. Instantly, you have people going, what the hell is going on? These two guys don't like each other. There's something's going on for these two guys to be working together. Yeah, we, we're egomaniacs, and we want to take everything from the pro wrestling industry and for ourselves. We're hungry for more for ourselves. But we're here for the pro wrestling industry. Right? I'm telling you, it, it's not rocket science. It's very simple. Uh, the Oscard. And that is not happening, by the way, guys. This is just, this is this is talking on the Ryback show. This is creative 101. I'm just pitching storylines for myself. <laughs> uh, has Tony ever contacted you? Uh, the Hardys both brothers bother, wait, the Hardys both bother the Hardy brothers are both my neighbors. I live in Moore County, uh, Inc., uh, North Carolina. Sorry. Matt said Tony blew his phone up from uh, the get-go. I don't know anything about the situation with them. I don't know Tony. I'm not wrestling right now, guys. I'm not, I've got my legal stuff going on. I've made it beyond clear that I'm not wrestling right now or I'm not involved in anything with that. I'm training. I've got everything going. I feel better than I've ever felt. I have not made myself, I'm not, I'm not, I've had people reach out for other things and I've just said, no, I'm not doing anything right now. And I'm just, when everything is all situated, I will know when the time is right. It won't be hard that if I need to make a phone call and get to have a conversation, that is a very easy, I know enough people in wrestling, right? So I talked to Cody when he was with AEW before prior, but I was not, there was never anything. I'm not wrestling. Well, you don't have conversations when you're not, you don't know when your date to go is, right? You don't, you don't have that stuff. So all I could tell you is you don't believe anything that you read online on anything. Hello, hello. We had to shell shock you out of here. Did I miss a super chat? No, I think we got everything. Did I miss? Let me see. I always loved Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, British Bulldog, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, that era of guys, man. 
Tatanka, when I was a kid, I loved Tatanka. Psycho Sid, Sid Justice, I love, man. I love Psycho Sid, though. WWE, um, WWF at the time. There was I loved everybody. Man, I loved Mabel, Lyoko Zuna. I grew up with that, Lex Luger. That was like when I fell in love with pro wrestling. Like is that that you know, 10, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, that period of my life. So you know, and I'll end with Ric Flair supposedly wrestling again. You know, that's Ric Flair's business. You know, would I wrestle having a pacemaker? I unless they told me that you were 100 percent okay to go and you know, but I don't know, Rick. Rick, it looks like he's living his best life. Rick has lived a hard life. Maybe Rick knows that Rick isn't going to be around forever. And he's just going to go out with a bang. Right? We Nobody knows anything that's really going on. Does, does Rick think he's going to live to be 100 years old? I don't, I, maybe, I, I, I don't know. Or does maybe Rick have information we're not privy to where it's like, hey, he might not have have, have, have the longest time left. And you know what? He wants to go out with one last, you know, one last, one last thrill ride. And uh, and he's just living each day, one day at a time and, 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 and having a blast. That, that kind of is like what I see. I see a guy that, that done a lot and just kind of enjoying life. And, you know, I think it's, you, you just respect whatever. I wouldn't want somebody telling me how to live my life if I wasn't privy to all the information. And even then it's not my life. So I think you just respect people for what they want to do, right? And just uh, let, let them let them go out and let, woo! Let them go get it. Let them go get it. It's his. It's his call. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's. I certainly wouldn't want people to tell me. I've had people tell me, "Oh, you should never go back to wrestling." My stem cell doctors told me. He goes, "After everything you've overcome, he goes, it makes me really nervous that I don't think you should go back." And I just said, "I go. I go. I can't do that." I said, I go, I walked away from it. I got to walk back in. I go, I love it. I love, I go, that's, I go, I know how to take care of myself. Now I learned what, what caused my injuries. And I said, I said, I just, I couldn't, I wouldn't be happy with myself if I, if I never attempted to go do it. Right. And, and he, he respects that. And he understands that. And he goes, I get it. And it's not like it, it's a calculated, like, I'm not going to injure myself. It's nothing. Everything's healed. Like, it, but it's, you know, that's all he's done is majority of his life. Let him go out and he wants to he wants to be a part of it and go do it again. Is it the best thing for his health? Probably not. But it's his life. He it, let him let him live it how he wants to live it. And I think that's something we ought, we got to try to be self-aware and conscious enough. Sure, we could all give our opinions and say, should he do it, shouldn't he do it? But at the end of the day, I respect whatever he wants to go out there and do. And you know, I like I said, I wouldn't want anybody telling me how to live my life. All right, guys, with that, we're going to end today's show with that. I should be back on. I got my 24-hour fast coming up. I'll be back on either tomorrow or Sunday for another episode of the Ryback Show here. And uh, I got to go go get get my stuff done and get a big workout in and, and run a bunch of errands and do a bunch of more Feed Me More Nutrition work. So check out Feed Me More Nutrition over on FeedMeMore.com. Save 20% with discount code RybackShow20, RybackShow20 over on feedmemore.com. The new website is going to be up very soon. Uh, they are working uh, diligently on everything on their end, but we have the new merchandise. You can get merchandise on feedmemore.com. Now click on merch. It has all the categories. 
We have a lot more stuff coming, but we have a lot of cool things up there right now. Uh, so check that out on the menu bar and under the category under merch, click on the arrow. You can see all the subcategories uh, and you can click tank tops, t-shirts, long shirts. They're very high quality. I posted some of uh, me wearing some of this stuff on the social media platforms, uh, but you can now get your Ryback brand merch, Hungry Merch, Feed Me More merch, everything over on feedmemore.com. Let's have a great one, guys. Stay safe. Stay hungry. Until next time, my friends, feed me more.